Welcome to I Need a Coach, where we interview top coaches, experts, authors, and speakers, hear lessons of success and, and examples of how they grow their business. Um, my name is Adam Packard. I'm the host of I Need a Coach. For the last seven years, we've worked with over 500 coaches, consultants, experts, authors, and speakers and helping them start and generate more conversations naturally through LinkedIn. Today, our special guest is Hector Bordas. He's going to give you a 30,000-foot view of leadership, leadership development, and how to elevate your career in the leadership space. So hopefully you tune in and enjoy the show. All right. Welcome back to I Need a Coach. I am joined today by Hector Bordas. Hector, great to see you. Thanks for joining us on uh, on our podcast. Hey, Adam. This is fantastic. Nice to see you. Uh, hopefully, the, the fourth day of the new year has been really good to you. It's been it's been a good start to the year. So uh hope it's been great for you as well. Let's kind of dive in. I want to give the audience a chance to get to know you and your background right. and who you help, who you serve, ask you some questions about your coaching practice, but give us a little overview on on uh, kind of who you ideally work with and and what your specialty is. Oh, fantastic. Um thanks for letting me do this. Who I work with. I I, I thought I was going to be working in a specific niche because I in the renewable energy industry, because I love that industry. And it turns out I work across many industries and, and it's fantastic because I get exposed to people, leaders, executives, and anywhere from tech to government, construction, startups, uh, you name it. So, uh, and people all across the United States and even some of the parts of the world. I, I coach uh, gentlemen in Germany and one son is lady in Russia. And I'm not sure how she found me, but she found me, which is fantastic. It's, it's a good thing. And so I, I work across many industries and people at different levels. And I get a, a lot of pressure working with people that are kind of new to their leadership position, their executive position, because it's a great fresh start to um, get them on, on a good strategic path to um, grow their career their executive presence or whatever those areas that they, they want to grow and develop. That's awesome. So, so how do you, how did you get into this? Uh, let's get, let's backtrack. And where did you all of a sudden say, I'm going to be a coach? Cause we know how many coaches are out there, right? I mean, coaching became very popular after COVID hit and oh, everybody yeah. raises their hand and say, I'm a coach. Um, so kind of tell us how you started into this journey and, and what did the beginning of your coaching practice look like? How did you kind of lay out the plan and, you know, create your offer and, and go through all that? Well, yeah, lay, lay out the plan. I don't, I don't know that it was like a specific plan and strategy developed, but I just kind of grew into this. So I've been working with various teams of different sizes way over 20 years. And um, at one time, I was doing civil engineering because I have a degree in civil engineering. And uh, work, uh, my employer was LA County Public Works. And I kept finding myself in these situations and offers to lead this very complex programs and projects that nobody wanted to take on that require extensive leadership experiences, working with people directly, communication, handling the politics. And somehow I, I was successful in doing that. And, and these are very high level projects. If you want, we can talk about them a little bit more. So I did that for many years. And then I kept getting new, new something. Hey, we got this division, this team that has challenges. It could be culture, 
um, communications, collaborations, engagement, or just no, no strategies on how to execute. And my job was to take, take those teams and turn them around. And, you know, and there were teams of several hundred people. And I was successful in, in doing that. And it was incredibly challenging. So I learned a lot about leadership, what works, what doesn't work. And I studied a lot, um, took many courses, read a lot, talked to people. And so I was on that path and then um, started mentoring people and one-on-one. And that seemed to work well. And then have more and more people approach me to mentor them and kind of guide them. And then I start slowly going, switching from the mentoring to more of the coaching style. And that was all internal within the company. So I thought, hey, well, this, this works. Why not try it with outside the company? Because <laughs> you know? uh, there's money to be made there. So, um, and uh, it was kind of scary because with, within the company, you know the people, you know the culture, you know, and you know the people for a while. So there's, there's comfort there. So once I said, okay, I want to go venture outside, oh, wow, it's a little bit scary. So then I took some classes and certifications on coaching, which gave me some comfort. So then I started doing that um, one-on-one, and um, remarkably, I got more and more comfortable doing it. And and now I have a bunch of people that I work, and it's phenomenal. And it keeps growing slowly which is a good, um, and I'm working with you, obviously, and, and that has helped tremendously. So um, that has been the path. It's not that, hey, many years ago, I'm, I'm going to be an executive coach to provide that. Didn't, that wasn't the game plan, but it grew into that little by little, and, and now it's my passion. I love doing it. I get so much out of it, um, and, and it's a pleasure just to meet people and work with them. So, so you either got forced into that leadership position or, or kind of put yourself in that position and kind of sink or swim trying to figure out what works and, and what doesn't. So when you said you did a lot of studying around leadership and what works and what doesn't and kind of developed your own philosophy, what did you study? Who did you learn from? And, and do you have any like core beliefs around what leadership is and, and should be? Well, so it, I, I didn't, it wasn't that I was forced into this. In some situations, I, there was, I just said, hey, I want to do this. This sounds like fun, even though it's incredibly, incredibly challenging. But I held leadership positions going way back, elementary school president, school class president, um, leader in the Boy Scouts. So I, I found myself always in these situations. And so there was something there. And so it, it was a kind of natural progression. In terms of learning, um, <laughs> there was, I'm not going to remember the name of the company. It's Eagle Leadership, I believe, uh, but it has evolved over years. I, it was um, a leadership boot camp, and this was somewhere around early 2000, 2003, around there. This leadership boot camp, which we were outside, and it was pretty hardcore. And that really inspired me to really learn more about leadership. It, it was like, it was the spark. I said, oh, my gosh, there's so much to that. So that was the, the initial spark. And then, obviously, there's so many books out there. Um, and there's and some of them are phenomenal books that kind of help you think a little bit differently and approach work differently and business differently. So uh, it's been fantastic. 
So a lot is, of who do you learn from now? Like who is, do you, do you, obviously it's a ongoing process to kind of, you know, stay with the trends and what's working now, you know, compared uh, to what worked five years ago. Is there anybody that you study or any other certifications you're going after to kind of increase your, your skill set there? When, in terms of study, I, I still, I, I don't do just coaching because I still practice it. I, I work with private companies. So I get into their, into the company and look at the issues and what are the challenges. I'm actually continue to practice and not just coach it. Um, and then helping organizations build, you know, strategic plans and strategic initiatives. So I'm still practicing the leadership, which I, th- I think it's critical because then, you know, over time, you lose touch with what the latest, what's happening. But lately, I've been kind of going back to some of um, the early books to kind of refresh myself. And there's uh, this one book, I have it right in front of me. I'm kind of, I gifted it for Christmas to a bunch of people. And it's uh, it's an old book, but I can call it up. It's called Rework. I don't know if you ever heard of it. Yep, I've heard of that one. It's good. It's uh, a company, uh, one time it's called 37 Signals, and now it's called Bayham. And that is a fantastic book because it helps you think much differently on how to run a business. And so I'm actually just kind of going back and refreshing myself with some of the early books, which is fun. Nice. Always good to do. So you and I have had this conversation a few times. When when we talk Mm -hmm. about you're a coach, you do leadership development, leadership training. Mm -hmm. There are thousands of coaches out there that do similar work. So Mm -hmm. the big question is, how do you stand out? How do you differentiate and 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 be different than every other coach that's out there? Because it's just a, it's a challenging market, you know, with a lot of competition. Yeah, it's like it, it's really is challenging. That there really is, and it's not just the individual coaches. There's companies out there that have you know a bunch of coaches, and they're very aggressive in their marketing. They know what to do. I think the difference is, is just the connection I'm able to make with people. For example, I had a call with this gentleman yesterday, first time we talked you know, and he was interested in coaching and then we hit it off within a couple of minutes. We just hit it off. So I, I think that one of the factors that differentiate me is be able to make those connections fairly quickly and be able to just to talk, just to have a conversation and be comfortable sharing. And for some reason, people, <laughs> they just share things they're, they're willing to be very vulnerable and um, I don't know if the skill that I have, or whatever, but it I think it helps in getting clients because they feel very comfortable with me, and and they're comfortable with sharing amazing things about their life and their their career path and, and their journey. And also, I think also important is that once we're working together, I really push people. It's not a passive exercise. It's not we're just going to have a talk. It's it's, uh, I really people hold them accountable, really dig in deep. And sometimes they, you know, you have to be very strong and harsh. And, hey, I see this thing. And it may be something that they're not seeing or they're, they have these blind spots. So I'm willing to learn at any time. And so even though we have great conversations, I really go in there deep. And, 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 and part of it is not just the coaching. I try to, get a sense of where they're at. So I put myself in their place and their situation and their company and then and then have that perspective. Yeah. Uh, you, you mentioned something. You have to have that connection and you have to 
build a relationship. There's too many coaches out there and you and I've had this conversation that Mm -hmm. they're just trying to sell what they do, whether it's a post that they make, whether it's in a message, whether they're trying to get you onto a strategy session right away, right? Cold message. That just doesn't work. You have to get your foot in the door. You have to add value. You have to, no one's going to pay you thousands of dollars until you have a conversation, right? You have to see if there's a connection and if there's a fit and almost see if a second call makes sense, right? So tell me a little bit more about the the actual business practices. Like what's your day-to-day? How many clients are you actively managing? Um, obviously, you and I are working together. So we have, you know, the conversation starting going on our end, but other areas that business comes from. Just kind of give us an overview of, of the, the, uh, the snapshot of the business and, and where you get it from. Well, the business comes from a lot of different places. Um, LinkedIn, obviously. And then working with you and getting on the calls, at, um, it, it, it has helped tremendously. But it, some of it's referrals, and, and referrals are not easy to get. However, I have some amazing clients. Um, if you go to my LinkedIn profile, you see their, you know, their recommendations. And um, they're willing to connect with, with other people. And um, I have close... 40 clients right now, uh, or one-on-one, and then a couple corporate clients, which is, it's fun. And then I just, I work on my connections. You know, there's potential clients back in the government sector where I used to work, and I'm going to be reaching out to them. And because they have reached out to me, they, and so that's going to be interesting. And if it works out, they'll be fantastic. But you mentioned something, you know, there has to be the connection. I, I actually turned down a couple folks that said, hey, I don't think this relationship is going to work. And that relationship is important. It really is critical because you take money, great, and then the cushion doesn't go anywhere or it gets to be problematic. And that's not good. There has to be a connection in that level of comfort that we can just go deep into some areas that sometimes are a little scary. Yeah. So how do you manage... Uh, this is always a challenge for me. How do you manage 40 clients? How do you keep in touch um, with 40 people? Uh, <laughs> do you have help? Do you do it all yourself? Um, I do it all myself. Uh, I'm a one-person show. Um, and actually, it's not that hard. It really isn't um, hard to, to track. Um, and I go, oh my gosh, hundreds of emails. Not really. For me, it's fairly easy. I can actually handle a, a lot more, but but it, it's fairly easy to to manage these clients, and 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 and, and my the way I do this is it's impossible for me to track all their issues and everything else. We have I have a system that they track their own progress, their own challenges, where they want to go. So they're mainly doing that self reporting, and then they report back to where they're at. You know what what is working, not working, what are some issues right now, kind of the long term thing. So they kind of do the tracking themselves, which helps. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So you get 40 mm-hmm. clients. I'm sure a lot of them have similar issues. What's one of the most common issues, challenges that you see in working with people? And then how do you help them overcome it? Yeah, it's, 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 it's kind of interesting. There, there are folks in high leadership positions and obviously folks are just starting up, but they're not sure what they want. They're not sure what, you know, they're in maybe a good paying career or or in a good company, but they're not sure what they or where they're going. They're, they're, just, they're just going somewhere, you know? And so you ask them, you know, what are your career goals? What do you want to do a year from now or two years from now? How do you see yourself? You know, who is this future self person out there? And they have a 
difficult time describing that. And so part of the work when I when I run into the situation that start with 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 the end game and what if who are you who do you want to be where do you see yourself uh, and not just career level but throwing the personal because it's a one it's one package and then once we define that well then we work backwards okay what are your roadblocks to get there what are your priorities what what do you have to do today that's critically important to be that person six months a year a year from now? so i see that a lot then time management obviously is huge and that's almost across the board and you know i have a to-do list of 100 items how the heck do i handle that or people get overwhelmed they just oh my gosh there's so much all these emails phone calls meeting zoom everything else people get overwhelmed so part of the i help them is how to determine what's truly important not just on a monthly basis but on a daily basis so they just focus on that those big items those those actions decisions that are going to pay off tremendously and then ignore everything else fully you once you define that you just have to ignore everything else and have to say no to a lot of things and you know some people that's that's uncomfortable doing that but once they start like realize oh my gosh i'm getting a lot of stuff done important things done and they're actually finding time to do other things to exercise to spend more time with their family but you have to determine what you want and what's truly important almost almost like priority management over time management yeah exactly yeah Yeah. um what are your what are your big goals for 2024 are you are you a big goal setting guy are you a resolution guy are you Someone that uh, sets targets for for revenue or or number of clients you want to work with. What's on the scope for twenty twenty four? Scope. Well, I want to continue to grow my to grow my business, and and, and I'm um because I, I'm I'm very fortunate that I have I have the time to do that and and to bring in additional clients and um and continue to work with clients that are. Uh, much higher in in their careers and high level executives. And the reason is that it, it challenges me because <laughs> those people have gone through many years, many challenges, many career levels. Sometimes several companies, or they have their own company, and so getting to that level, working with those people, it challenges me, and also you know exposes me to you know another level of of coaching. Um, so I, that's where I want, I, I want to head to, um, and see what happens. No, it's not to see what happens. It's, um, I'm being very strategic about it. If, if I'm not going to let something else define me. I, I'm being very strategic about it. And this. do you have, uh, any coaches that coach you or have you had in the past? <gasps> oh, <laughs> good question. So that's a really good question. So, okay. I've had coaches coaches me. I actually was working with one uh, not too long ago, and she was tough. She was great, and she helped me look at my business from a different perspective. It was really a business coach, you know, how to set up my program, how to target specific market areas, looked at my LinkedIn profile, my marketing, my website, all those things, and she was very helpful and. Um, I'm thinking that I'm, you know, not right now, maybe a few months from now, engage her again, just to kind of go with a check-in. Uh, but yeah, I, I use coaches also, which is, is phenomenal. 
Yeah, I believe everybody should have a coach of some sort. I mean, I've got oh, yeah. I've got coaches, you know, mm. mindset, operations, uh, business. Um, yeah. I'm always a believer that, hey, if someone else has done this before and knows a part of the business that I don't know and can help me with this, if I can pay them to help me do it faster, mm. I do that all day long. So, all right. So you gave us the priority time mm. management tip there on the leadership. Uh, so give us a couple mm. other nuggets in mm. terms of, um, either leadership strategies or or uh, tips or tricks or something that any any coach or any individual could say. I want to increase my leadership capabilities. Do these three things. What would those What would those two or three things be? Oh my gosh, uh, that's, a, that's a hard question because there's actually like three things. It, it, we're all individuals. We all have our own challenges, our own issues, and our journey is different. So it's not like, hey, hey, let me tell you the three things, and you're done. You're your way just, to go. Just you know, dip in their toe. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. You know, so like for myself, I can tell you what works for me, but it may not work for you. However, if you look at leadership from a very high level, 30,000 foot level, and very basic, you know, it's like you have your mission and your goal. You got to know that. You got to know where you're going. You, you, very, very clearly. It's not some vague goal, you know, I'm, um, I'm going to build trust in the synergy because that's very vague. It's very specific. Basically, you, you have to know that. You got to know where you're going. Then you have to develop the strategy, okay? And do you do that? You know, no, you have a whole a team, one-person team or, you know, 100-person team. What are the strategies? And then make decisions. <laughs> take action that's really high level there's but there's so much in there you you start at the top is okay so you have a very clear expectations goals where you want to go then you got to communicate that and, and you have to influence people and you have to have good communication skills amazing listening skills listening is so so critical more than talking over long listening so you got to, all those, you know, soft skills, the mindset, emotional intelligence at that level, the, the presence, the leadership presence also. And and then, you know, um, working with the team on, on the strategies and uh, the collaboration, getting people engaged. And so it's not just, you know, at the very high level, it's, you know, clear mission, vision, your goals, very clear. Be able to communicate that, your strategies, and then make decisions. The leaders are not making decisions. Forget yeah. it. You're not leading. You have to. <laughs> you got to make this. So that's very high level. Yeah. But if you, if you, if, as a leader, you're constantly thinking strategically, that's a huge, that's very powerful. Yeah. That's awesome. Good stuff. So uh, mm -hmm. if people want to find you, tell us where do they, where do they go to find more info about your work, your coaching? If they want to connect with you, uh, tell us, uh, tell us where to go. You can find me on LinkedIn for Gordon. And um, there's a lot of information on LinkedIn, and there's ways to connect with me on LinkedIn. My website is oneplusweed.com. There's a story there. So it's O N E P L U S we.com. And then um, you can email me at Hector at oneplusweed. Awesome. Awesome. Hector, great to have you on. Thanks mm -hmm. for the nuggets and, and uh, looking forward to a great year together. <laughs> Fantastic, Adam. This, is, this has been really good. Awesome. Great to see Great you. Great to see you too. Chat soon. Thank you for joining us on this episode of I Need a Coach. If you've made it this far, I genuinely appreciate your dedication. Putting this podcast together takes a lot of time and energy. In return, we only ask one thing, which is if you could please leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. This helps our show get in front of more people so we can help more people. This is Adam Packard signing off. Keep coaching, keep thriving, and see you in the next episode.